Well, good morning, everyone. This is the day that the Lord has made. We shall rejoice and be exceedingly glad in it. It's a day that we will never see again, and uh, we've never seen before. And so we thank God for the tailor-made mercies that he has provided for us on this day, on this day. I'm Anthony Moore. I serve as a senior pastor of Carolina Church, and I'm grateful today for your presence on this call and the deliberate action on your part to place in your life the discipline of prayer, but also to hear instructions regarding God's Word. And so I'm grateful that you have placed in your schedule the this particular directive and discipline that we might rise early in the morning to pray, having the example that Jesus gives unto us um, all throughout Scripture, especially in the New Testament where we see him getting up early in the morning and having fellowship with God. <clears throat> I wanted to um, today um, talk to us about becoming more like Christ in our nature, in our personality. It really ought to be the desire of every one of us, of every person who in fact um, received the Lord Jesus Christ into their heart and make him Savior of their lives and not only Savior but Lord of their life. It's our desire to become more like Christ. It's also encouraging to know that um, God has the same desire for us. It's one thing for us to want to be Christ-like, but it's also another thing to know that that is also the same desire that God has for us. In fact, you all, the Bible says that God predestined you and I, believers, to be conformed to the likeness of his Son. In Romans 8.29, it tells us, For those whom he foreknew, he also predestined to be conformed to the image of his Son, in order that he might be the firstborn among many. So making us Christ-like is God's work, and he'll see it through to the end. It's, that's God's work, to make us Christ-like. It's God's work, and it's his desire to see it through until the end. In Philippians chapter 1, verse 6 says unto us, and I am sure of this, that he who began a good work in you will bring it to completion at the day of Jesus Christ. Now, the fact that God will transform us into Christ's likeness doesn't mean, however, that we can sit back and just be carried into heaven on a flowery bed of ease. The process, you all, demands our willingness. It, de it demands our willing co cooperation with the Holy Spirit. We've got to cooperate 
with the Holy Spirit in order for us to become more like Christ. It is, in fact, God's work, but we also have to cooperate with the Holy Spirit in order to become Christ-like. Becoming more Christ-like requires you all both divine power and the fulfillment of human responsibility. Allow me to say that again for you all. It's important that you get this. Becoming more Christ-like requires both divine power and the fulfillment of human responsibility. So there's a role that, that we both play. The reason why I need the divine power is because I cannot do this on my own strength. You cannot do this on your own strength. You need the divine enablement of God. You need the divine enablement of his spirit, and we have to cooperate with the Holy Spirit, which is the fulfillment of human responsibility. Now, I do want you all to know that there are three things, three things um, which contribute to the being more Christ-like. There are three things that contribute to it. Number one, it is our surrender to God. If we're going to be more Christ-like, we've got to surrender, number one, to God. Number two, it's our freedom from sin. And then number three, our spiritual growth. Those are the three things which contribute to us being more Christ-like. As you're going through the day today, I want you to hold on and log into your mind that if we're going to represent Christ, if we're going to be um, the real deal and not be fake and phony, then we're going to have to surrender, number one, everything that we are to the Lord Jesus Christ. And then we're going to have to have freedom from sin, and then there be spiritual growth. Let's kind of unpack this for a few moments, if you will. Becoming more Christ-like is the result of surrender to God. Pastor, where do you get that from? Well, if you look at Romans chapter 12, verses 1 and 2, it says, I appeal to you, therefore, brothers and sisters, by the mercies of God, to present your bodies as a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable to God, which is your spiritual worship. Do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewal of your mind. Y'all, it helps us to understand um, that worship involves a total self-dedication to God. If we're going to become more Christ-like, we're going to have to surrender to the Lord. And according to Romans 12, 1 and 2, it tells us that worship involves a total self-dedication to God. We volunteer our bodies as living sacrifices. We give our minds to be renewed and transformed. Um, when Jesus said, follow me, he told um, to, to Levi over in Mark chapter 2, uh, in Mark chapter 2, verse 14, it says, and as he passed by, he saw Levi, the son of Alphaeus, sitting at the tax booth, and he said to him, follow me, and he rose and followed him. 
Y'all, when, when, when Jesus told Levi to follow him, he left his money tables immediately. Y'all, and the, the issue is we also have to freely surrender all we have for the sake of following the Lord. John, John, John the Baptist over in John chapter 3 verse 30 says to us, he must increase, but I must decrease. John the Baptist said, he must, he must become greater, I must become less. So we focus more and more on Jesus and his glory while losing ourselves in his will. So becoming, becoming more like Christ is the result of surrender to God. Number two, becoming more like Christ is the result of freedom from sin. Since Jesus lived a sinless life, the more we consider ourselves dead to sin and live a life of purity, the more like Christ we will become. As we offer ourselves to God, Sin is no longer our master, and we are more clearly identified with Christ. So Jesus invites us to follow him, and we have his example of his obedience, seen in John chapter 15, verse 10. If you keep my commandment, you will abide in my love, just as I have kept my Father's commandment and abide in his love. So he invites us to follow him as he, in fact, set for us the example in, in obedience. But he also set for us the example in sacrificial love. According to John chapter 15, verses 12 through 13, he says this, This is my commandment, that you love one another as I have loved you. Greater love has no one than this, that someone laid down their life for their friends. So he invites us, Jesus invites us to follow him um, by the example of his obedience, by the example of his sacrificial love, but also by his patient suffering. Let me show you all what First Peter chapter 2 um, verse 19 says, and it, it really goes all the way to verse 23, but for the sake of time, I just want you all to have log this in. First Peter chapter 2, verses 19 through 23. For this is a gracious thing, when, when mindful of God, one endures sorrow while suffering unjustly. For what credit is it if when you sin and are beaten for it, you endure but if when you do good and suffer for it, you endure, this is a gracious thing in the sight of God. We, are, we, we, we have the examples of the apostles who also modeled Christ before us. We see it in 1 Corinthians 11 and 1. Be imitators of me as I am of Christ. And so Jesus invites us to follow him, and we have his example of his obedience, his sacrificial love, and his patient service, sir, um, suffering. So when it comes to restraining sin in our lives, we have divine help. God, we praise, we praise God for that. We praise the Lord for the word of God. We have divine help. We have divine help. We have the intercession of Christ who's interceding on our behalf. And we have the power of the Holy Spirit who indwells in us. 
We've got the word of God. We've got the intercession of Christ. And we have the power of the spirit that lives inside of us. Let me give you this one last one, and I'll leave you all alone for today. If we're going to become more like Christ, becoming more like Christ is the result of, the, of Christian growth. It's the result of Christian growth. If we're going to be more like Christ, we ought to see some growth. When we are first saved, we're immature in wisdom and knowledge and in experience and grace and love. But then we start growing. We start growing. Y'all, we start growing. And in each of these things, our charge is to become stronger and more Christ-like. Second Peter um, chapter 3, verse 18 says, grow in the grace and knowledge of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Grow in the grace and knowledge of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Um, um, one of the things you hear me say often, or I've taught you some principles regarding God. Now, on your mark, get set, let's grow. Because we're, we're, we're required to grow. If you have been um, a child of God, a believer, for any amount of time, for any extended period of time, and you have not recognized, and the people around you do not recognize growth in your behavior, your growth in, in the Lord Jesus Christ, then there's something wrong. We have a responsibility to grow. May the, may, the Lord, may the Lord make your love increase and overflow for each other and for everyone else is what the Bible tells us. We have to grow in the grace and knowledge of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. And right now, um, God's work, God works in us. He works in us. We who will unveil, with unveiled faces all reflect the Lord's glory. And we're being transformed into his likeness with an ever-increasing glory which comes from the Lord. One day, our growth process will be complete. When he appears, we're going to be like him, and we shall see him as he is. Now, the promise of being fully Christ-like in the future is in itself motivation for becoming more Christ-like now. 1 John 3 and 3 says this, Everyone who has this hope in him purifies themselves just as he is pure. So we're going to become Christ-like. Three things which help to contribute to that, you all. Our surrender to God, our freedom from sin, and our spiritual growth. I want to ask you to help me today to pray um, for some persons, associate pastor, may read and family, we want uh, lifting in prayer, their daughter Dakota, one of the twins, is scheduled for surgery on um, tomorrow, as a matter of fact, on tomorrow, um, June the 15th, and we want to lift that family in prayer. Uh, we're praying for Mother Bessie Pringle who was um, transferred to a rehabilitation facility. We want to lift her in prayer. Sister Mary Davis, we're praying. Deacon Evelyn Mack, we're praying. We're praying for Sister Martina Baxter, Associate Pastor Talia White. We're praying for Velda Jones. Um, we're praying for Sister Gaylene Musgrove. We're praying for Chantal Russell in the um, transitioning of her aunt. Um, we're praying for you. 
praying for you and praying for those connected to you and for those whose names are on this um, prayer list that I've just read unto you and for those names I don't have. Father, in Jesus' name, um, we are grateful and thankful for the privilege of getting up this morning, seeing a new day, a day that we've never seen before and we'll never see again. We thank you, God, that you thought enough of us to touch us with the finger of love, to allow us to um, witness another day of you tailor-making grace and mercies for us to be fitted in as we go through the day. Father, we pause to thank you for the provisions you've made for us and um, for the way that you've made through your Son, Jesus Christ, that we might have eternal life. We're grateful that you have given unto us the avenues by which we can have abundant life. And so even now, God, we find ourselves having the need to reset because it is true that we want to be more like you. We want to be more like your Son, Jesus Christ. And we thank you, God, that you've given unto us instructions on how we can become more like Christ and how we can live the abundant life that you promised us in your word. So even on today, as we surrender to you, our attitudes and our hearts and our minds and those things that does so easily beset us, God, we give them to you now. We place them in your hands. And even during the course of this day, whatever those things are that are challenging, that we are about to face, God, we place it in your hands. We surrender it unto you, knowing that all things work together for the good of them who love God and are called according to your purpose. So we surrender to you. God, we surrender. We surrender. Not only do we surrender ourselves and our bodies to you, God, but, Lord, we surrender those things that are weighing us down, that are sins in our lives, because you offered unto us freedom for sin. And, God, we want to give. We want the freedom. We no longer want to be a slave to sin. And so, God, we, we, we surrender that to you. Thank you for the freedom you give unto us, not to have the sin control us any longer. Greater is he that's in us than he that's in the world. Thank you, God, for your Holy Spirit that comes inside, comes alongside of us and dwells in us, that we might have the divine enablement, the strength that we need to be able to tell the devil, get thee behind me. So now, Lord, even today, Give us that strength to do it. Whatever comes our way, we'll be able to look the devil in the eye through the divine enablement of your Holy Spirit that lives inside of us and tell the enemy to get thee behind us. Thank you, God, for our spiritual growth. God, we already know that you intend for us to grow in you. And so, Lord, we thank you for that. We're grateful, God, for the privilege that we have to grow in you. Thank you, God, that you made it known in your word that we ought to grow in the grace and knowledge of the Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. And so, Father, we take that seriously. 
Now, Lord, I pray for each person under the sound of my voice and every need that they have. Thank you, Father, for giving us access to you that we might have those things that we need. Thank you for supplying our needs. Now, Lord, this is our prayer. In Jesus' name we do pray. Amen. Listen, you all, thank you for your time. I appreciate you all tremendously. Um, I've given you some principles today that I'm hoping will challenge you, govern you as you go through this day. On your mark, get set. Let's grow. I want you to have a great day on purpose. Know that I love you all much. God bless you.